Hey, cabin lovers, welcome to my Dream Log Cabin podcast, where we are here to help cabin lovers like you navigate the uncharted waters of building their dream log home. From idea to move in, we cover all aspects of log home design and construction. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to hit that subscribe button. This podcast is sponsored by Caribou Creek Handcrafted Log Homes. We're starting a mini series today to help you in planning and designing your dream log home. Our designer, Stuart, and I have had lengthy discussions about this topic and how best to help people with planning. If someone has not designed a home before, then this part of the process can be the most fun, but surprisingly, it can also be very challenging. So here are some of the more common challenges people experience when planning their home. Number one, not really knowing what they want. People sometimes come to the design meeting with a general idea of what they want, but they just don't have a clear picture. Often when asked about specifics, they answer with, I'm not sure, just show me. So taking some time to show them is not really the problem, of course, but what usually ends up happening is then people want time to think about it and mull over those choices to make their final decision. And that means that this, this first meeting or this, this important design meeting isn't as productive as what it could be if somebody did come with a clear, clear vision of what they want. So what else can happen as a result of not being clear is that the designer will draft the first draft and then the client decides to scrap it and start over. Believe it or not, this has happened more than you might think. For anyone looking to start building sooner rather than later, this can be a significant time delay because contractors and log suppliers cannot bid out the project until the plans are complete. The solution is to have a clearly defined style. Know what you like. Pinterest is a great place to store ideas. Log home magazines are another good source of inspiration. Take your pictures to your design consultant and make sure to clearly explain what you like about that image and if there is anything you don't like. So for example, say you bring a picture with uh, a certain window design you love, but you don't mention that the roof line is not exciting to you. Perhaps the designer will think you love the combo of the roof with the window and design your home to model that image. So it really helps as much to know what you do want as it helps to know what you don't want and make sure to communicate that. Okay, challenge number two, people struggle with knowing if they have enough space. In fact, what ends up happening is people over-design their home and then later wish they would have designed it with less space. After 30 years of handcrafting log homes, the owner Dave Byler had mentioned to me multiple times how many, you know, how many times he could probably count on his hands that people get done with their home and say, man, I wish we would have made it smaller. So just keep that in mind when you're walking through this process. The solution to this challenge here is to measure what you have now. Measure rooms you are using, measure your furniture. We recently designed the 6,000 square foot house I shared with you in the last episode. If you didn't hear about it, go back and listen to that. I kind of walk you through the design. So I'm gonna just, for the sake of, of privacy, I'm not gonna mention their names, but Mr. Customer walked in. He was the one of the homeowners of this home. And he and I started chatting. He was dropping off a check. And, and as we were sitting there having a conversation, he mentioned that um, his wife was concerned that they don't have enough square footage. I looked at him like, are you serious? And of course, by now he's, he's come in enough times that I feel comfortable asking that kind of question. But um, yeah, he said, yeah, you know, she, she's concerned. And I said, well, how, what's, well, I mean, what is she wondering? And so he explained that what, what his wife's been doing is 
she's mapping out this floor plan on the ground. She's staking out the rooms and kind of imagining how things are going to go. And as she's doing this, she's starting to freak out and think, oh no, it's not big enough. Well, I assured him that the, this house is going to be plenty big enough, but here's the trick. Here's the, here's the insider tip, right? That you probably don't know. Rooms do not, the rooms never look big enough until they're constructed. So like, just to give you an example, imagine laying out three sheets of plywood side by side. This would be roughly, this wouldn't be roughly, it would be 12 feet by eight feet, pretty close to a normal room size. If you step onto the plywood and look around, you're gonna to think to yourself, this isn't big enough for anything. But in reality, that's the size of Stuart's office and he only uses half of it. <laughs> So it is big enough and you'll see as you go that, and, and when you're in Stuart's office, you look around, you're like, oh yeah, this, this is definitely big enough. Now that I imagine it, it's totally a different experience. So just keep that in mind. Um, be mindful of space, measure what you have, measure your furniture, and then come to your design meeting with those figures. And so that way you're not wondering and spending more money on a home when you didn't need to. The third common struggle people have in design is not knowing how much changes or certain design requests will impact their overall budget. So when working with the designer, it's easy to get caught up in the excitement of the plan and unknowingly make changes that add up to big dollars. The solution we offer to this is twofold. Number one, know your budget and share that with the designer. Stuart often says it's easier for him to design a home to design the home with the budget in mind than for him to have a client who says, just design it and then let me see if I can afford it. Usually it goes better with option A when the client has the budget and shares it. Here's the thing, although the designer doesn't always necessarily know exactly how much a change will impact the final price, they typically will have an idea as to whether or not that change is a big ticket item or not. So it can be very helpful. And number two, prioritize what is important to you. Know what you can cut if it pushes your budget over, over the line. Be clear with your designer about things that are super important to you and things you can bend on. The fourth challenge that comes up in this process is that clients may have unrealistic expectations and to no fault of their own. So here are some common underestimations. It's actually quite comical because I'm guilty of these <laughs> through my recent experience trying to design my own floor plan as we were talking about in a couple episodes ago where my husband and I were thinking of selling and building. Um, how much space stairs consume is rather enormous compared to what you probably think it is. And very often when people come with like napkin uh, drawings and paper drawings that they've kind of sketched out, they haven't accounted for enough space. And this then changes the size of the whole rest of the space. Another one is travel areas, like hallways and walkways. Often people bring in, um, you know, their sketches and they do, and they, yeah, this, this is the one I'm guilty of. <laughs> I had drawn out my floor plan and I used my pencil to draw the lines, okay? It's so funny now that I'm thinking about it, but really I didn't factor in the thickness of the walls. And, and you'd be surprised. I mean, traditional stick frame walls are typically maybe four, five, six inches, depending on how thick they are and what materials are made out of and so on. And so if you have drawn a hallway that you think is 36 inches wide, 
but you haven't accounted for the walls, by the time it's actually really built, it's more like 28 inches wide. You're gonna go down like this, <laughs> walking down the hallway. So you wanna make sure you factor in there the size of the walls. Plumbing and electrical chases and storing sp storage spaces. This becomes even more poignant in log homes for obvious reasons. It's not easy to add these things later on. So these are things that people don't think about when they come to a design meeting and they really aren't supposed to. It's not your job. That's why you have a designer. But it often creates a challenge because they want their home to have a certain feel and expansiveness. And then what ends up happening is either the home size gets bigger by a few square feet or they lose the, the comfort of the expansiveness. It's one or the other. All right, so here's the solution to this challenge. Listen to this podcast so you can plan ahead. <laughs> well, you've got that hammer down. <laughs> really, the designer is gonna account for all this and work it out. So don't be too worried about it. But if you do get a chance to think of it when you are sketching your, your, your paper sketches at home, um, really the designer is gonna account for that and work out all of that. So don't worry too much about it. But if you do want to be specific and plan it out more in advance for yourself. Another couple things you can do is also measure or look up standard sizes for doorways, refrigerator spaces, cabinetries, um, and other basic interior elements that are standard sizes that you can look up online. I'm gonna finish this off with one last pro tip that can help solve many of these issues. And that's to hire an interior designer. Interior designers spend their days designing homes. A good designer will think of things that you may not consider like lighting placement, electrical outlets, and functionality of space. For example, they will do their consultation with you and ask you how you live your life and then help you design the home to fit the things that are comfortable for you. So unlike a draftsman whose job it is is merely to draw the floor plan, okay? They are not an interior designer, so they don't necessarily think about things from that perspective. However, some do, um, but an interior designer can really take it further and even help make this, home, this house feel like more of the home that fits you and your family and your lifestyle. I do have a blog where I interviewed Lynn Fleming of Exact Interiors out of Coeur d'Alene. She has experience, years of experience. Um, designing log homes. So she's very familiar, especially with like the lighting aspect and the electrical house aspect. I will put a link to that in the show notes. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, please do. Next week, we will be walking through the design questionnaire. So have a pen and paper handy because you will want to take notes. And until then, have a blessed week.